0: Thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm your host, James Phillip. I'm a serial entrepreneur and angel investor that founded Heavy Hitter Holdings, where I have more than a dozen different brands and companies under management. You can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at JamesPhilip313, or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. So I just wanted to do a short episode on the effects of the coronavirus right now, and the economy and business overall you know we just had a client down south we were scheduled to come down and and take a look at their plant we were doing a major uh set of searches for them we're in the executive search world and they uh decided to put all travel and, and all visitors on hold and then we had another client out in california where something very similar happened and you're starting to see uh the business world tighten up a little bit and you know that's going to have a lot of trickle down effects that I-, I just don't see a lot of people talking about it you know i've been talking about this for a month now going back to sometime you know early mid-january you know been, i've been tracking this story because for my own concern of i got a handful of companies i own and I have to be looking down the the pipeline, you know, 60, 90, 120 days or further at all times. So you're starting to see it happen now. And there's still a lot of people that I feel haven't fully grasped what's going on. And they, they're kind of thinking it's just the flu where right now they're saying that this thing is, you know, 10 to 20 times more deadly than the flu, which it's still not crazy high, it's not like, you know, one third of all people that catch it are, are gonna die. But it is more severe than the flu. And if you needed a wake-up call on that, I read somewhere out in, in Washington state, they bought a hotel, I believe, where they were trying to procure a hotel to house sick patients. And I, I need you to ask yourself, when's the last time you heard of whether it was the hospital or a federal agency buying a hotel to house people with the flu and, uh, let that sit in for a minute. Cause I don't, maybe I missed it. I, I don't really track that stuff that much, but you know, even when the flu comes around, when we live through, you know, swine flu, MERS are that, I don't remember hearing those kind of stories where there were, they were making purchases to go house sick patients and it kind of reminds me of the movie contagion when they were like went to a huge Superdome or something they were setting up cots and beds and whatnot for the sick. so to give you an idea of what could be coming down the pipeline there they procured a hotel to isolate sick patients so if you're a business owner if you're an executive even if you're just an employee and you're worried about your job or career like I don't know if it's, you don't need to panic. You know, there's a lot of crazy media going on right now. It's, it, 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 you know, the media is always trying to scare you. It's a, uh, you know, huge snowstorms coming tomorrow and it's like two inches. <laughs> like, you know, you just can't really listen to the media. You need to sit back with a level head and do some business planning right now and try to figure out how are we going to get through this? Because we're going to get through it. It's, it's not a question. This isn't again, it's not something that's not going to knock off half the world population, but it is something we have to deal with, um, as a society and obviously as business owners or executives or planners and all that jazz. But I just started to really see the downwind effects of this, where travel starting to seize up in, in the business world, clients are stopping visits. Um, we usually see quite an influx of new jobs coming in. And while we're still seeing companies hire right now, I feel like it's slowed down a little bit. Um, For our own internal purposes, you know, a couple weeks ago, we already started planning, if if you got to work from home, you need to, you know, touch your employees and figure out can they work from home? Do they have the tools they need to work from home? Do they have their own laptop, whether it's a, a corporate laptop or a home laptop, and if they don't have either, you can't wait another two or four weeks to get them one, you need to get them one now if you want them to continue working. Do they have internet access? Do they do they have a place to work that is home where they don't need to go to a coffee shop and you know risk infection if, if there is a pandemic. Business continuation conversations need to be going on right now. You you can't they should have been going on four weeks ago, but no one was really taking it seriously. And my own thoughts on this, you know, if if China knew about this roughly december 1st if you think about how long it took for them to really discover how long was it out there before they noticed it and i don't think we just catch every single d- disease when the when the first case pops up so i had a very severe cold and end of october early november where i had issues with my lungs you know i it, it took me like a month and a half to get over that cold Then i think back it's could this thing been it could have been going around back then and we just didn't know it because we didn't know it existed so there was no test for it and how often do you go to the doctor and they test you for anything you know sometimes they'll test you for the flu but you know they diagnose you they give you some prescriptions they send you home sometimes they draw blood to make sure everything's okay you can't test for something that you didn't know existed so Part of me believes that this thing goes back all the way to November at some point. Someone posted something somewhere about some metadata out of, like, WeChat or something that showed a spike in November of people looking up SARS and breathing issues, and who knows if that's a hoax. I don't know. But I I can't imagine that we caught the first case on, like, December 1st, you know, and the lab caught it. It was probably out in the wild for quite a bit longer. So if you're looking at how fast it spreads, imagine this thing being untamed in in new uh, China for, you know, a month or even a month and a half before we knew about it. Think about how much that spread and think about all the travel to China. Business people, vacation, everything. There's a high chance that it, this thing's already been spread everywhere and we just didn't know about it because we're not testing for it. You know, people were probably getting treated for the flu or pneumonia and so my own opinion is I I, I think it's, at least in the United States we're only discovering it right now because we're testing for it. In fact, up to like a week ago, we didn't test very many people. So it's a high chance that we're already getting through it. We're already dealing with dealing with it. We we might have been dealing with this since November or December or January. You know, they're they're talking about they they in uh, Washington that it could have been circul- circulating around there for six weeks or more. Or so. I think the good news is it's probably already here and we were handling it pretty okay the other issue is now that we're testing for it and it gets on everyone's mind there's going to be some hysteria like you see toilet paper sold out you see masks and hand sanitizer sold out now we got to manage that hysteria that hysteria is going to trickle down into the business world in fact we're already seeing it um you know i read an article today about seattle looks like a ghost town so if you run a restaurant, if you're in retail, if you're in hospitality, or you know, hotels, you're gonna have to get through this somehow. Things are gonna take a downturn at some point if you're in a hotspot area or an outbreak area. Um, my first thought is communicating to your customers any way you can on what you're doing about it. Um, you know, my headquarters is in uh, Detroit, Michigan, where we have our own office space because it's our HQ, but. I have WeWork offices with you know dozens of people in other cities, and it was actually nice to see WeWork send out an email about the, the extra things they're doing to make sure they're trying to like, disinfect the office spaces better and whatnot. You know, we hit our building management up, you know, a week or two ago, and I'm not sure we ever got a response out of them because I was like, "What are you going to do about it? Are you going to, you know, make sure you're?" disinfecting the public common doors in, you know, once an hour. What about elevator buttons? You know, we're in a building with a thousand plus people, plus visitors and customers. Like there's a lot of people in and out of that building every day. What are you doing about it? And I'm not sure we ever got an answer back. So, you know, if you have customers coming in, if you're a restaurant or anything, uh, if you're a retail spot, do you got to find a way to communicate them that you're taking certain precautions you know, put bottles of hand sanitizer everywhere. Have your employees like sanitizing their hands. Make sure the public knows that if anyone's sick or traveled, that they're not allowed to work. Like you got to give the customer some reassurance that they can come to your business and buy something. Or that I don't want to go somewhere and eat and have to think about the, the, the restaurant owner ever think about the, the cleanliness and the hygiene of the workers and that they could be spreading something to a bunch of other people. If you can just communicate this to your customers, you're going to have a higher chance of them coming to your business versus letting them panic and just sitting at home and stocking up on canned goods and, you know, your restaurants are going to be very bare, so... I'm just thinking of ways that you can give people confidence and reassure them that you are taking precautions. So if they do want to go out in public, if they do want to go to your restaurant, if they want to go to your retail store or stay at your hotel, let them know that you're well aware of the issues like we worked did. And you're going to have a better chance at, try, at trying to get customers in and survive in a blip. If you end up in an outbreak area, you know, we're also looking at supply chain issues. Um, i read somewhere that you know india was having issue manufacturing certain pharmaceuticals because they get supplies from china which was shut down not just for the virus but for the new year for you know it was a long new year this year plus this issue of uh, the virus where they shut down manufacturing so a lot of other countries couldn't get access to raw materials you know we know someone that lives in canada and they can't get their blood pressure medicine right now because of the supply of raw materials coming out of china These things are all going to trickle down. I saw another report about, you know, hockey players can't get a certain kind of hockey stick that was made in China. Um, It's coming, right? If you got service parts, you know, parts for automotive, you know, you might need a certain part to fix your oven in your house. And there's no inventory here. It might have to come from overseas. So you might not get your oven back up for who knows how long. You know, I just ordered a new bed. Well, bed frame. And they're like, well, normally 10 to 12 weeks, but... You know with the issues in china right now that they might be an extra eight weeks so you know i might have to wait six months to get a bed frame right now these are all things you're going to have to think about if you want to continue doing business at the level you're doing and whether it's sourcing parts from other parts of the world um redeveloping or reconfiguring your supply chain there's a lot of things coming down the pipeline that if we don't get a grip on the virus especially overseas that Man, we got to rethink everything if you want to keep doing business at this level. And every day you see another Bloomberg, you know, warning come up and and someone saying their earnings are going to be down. And you just got to accept at some point that with the supply chain issues and then the own panic and hysteria here that things are going to slow down a little bit. The good news is if we can just get out of that, you know, the virus is going to come and hopefully go. You got to imagine business is going to have a sharp rebound afterwards and. It's unfortunate, I think, that they cut the rates by 50 basis points. Um, you know, I kind of left the whole market there thinking, well, wait a minute. You usually do it like 25 basis points at a time. There's usually some language or warning about some easing of interest rates. And then to just come out and just wax them like that, it wasn't like a positive thing. It was kind of it was an old crap moment where we kind of had a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on in the market and... We just went and slashed points, and all they did was it made everyone else feel uncertain. And what I realized is companies just don't expand when there's uncertainty. They don't spend money. They don't buy durable goods. um, They don't ramp up headcount. When there's uncertainty, everyone just kind kind of freezes. And I think that that cut on the interest rates, while it is going to lower interest rates and maybe lift up the housing market or whatever, you know it also kind of gave you that old crap moment if they're if they're going this drastic right now then what's coming down the pipeline so again I, I think this virus has probably been with us for a lot longer than we thought it's clear that it was here before you know we first started testing it's just how many people had it you know as far as i can tell there was no reports of like hospitals being over flooded with patients so if it was here for a couple months it's we were kind of doing okay um, The issue is, you know, is there going to be more intense outbreaks? I don't know. I I don't know that much about this, but I'm trying to keep a level head at a time when there's people that seem like they don't care and they think it's all overblown. And there's people that think it's, um, some conspiracy and everyone around the world's hiding everything. And I, I, I don't know who's got real numbers or, or what it's, you know, we're kind of going day by day right now. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, the next six months even for my own companies how do we kind of stay on an even keel and keep trucking along you know if I if my employees need to work from home are they set up to work from home Um, do they have all the you know necessary things they need to succeed in their jobs for the companies that have to meet people face to face can we find ways to do business over Skype Um, a lot of things can be done through phone email Skype these days you know thankfully um, you know these are things we're thinking about these are things you need to think about if you're in retail or food and beverage and you don't have that option of working from home, then you're going to have to figure out a way to reassure customers that you're taking the right precautions. You're going to have to have the conversation with your team, especially if they traveled anywhere. Um, This is not the time to beat people down on on sick time and PTO and, and vacation time. A lot of people are out there living check to check, man, and they can't just stay home from work for two weeks because they might have it. Um, you know, they might have to do that two times over, over two months if, you know, they don't know if they're sick or not. now most people can't, can't go an extra four weeks without getting paid. So there's going to have to be some give and take from companies right now. Um, and hopefully employees don't abuse it, but you know, some will, most won't, but there's going to have to be some give and take on PTO. And it's just for the greater good. You can't risk having someone that. Is potentially sick coming into the office and there is no right or wrong right now it's it's not the employees fault and it's not the employers fault it, this this is just something that's happening but if they only got two weeks of vacation you can't expect an employee to just you know burn through two weeks of vacation and then when that's gone uh, do it another two weeks because they might have something it's there's no good answer right now but we do know the bad answer is having people coming to work that are sick that are going to possibly spread this to other coworkers or customers, not a good idea. So there's a lot of gray area that unfortunately, I think a lot of companies haven't thought about, so I'm doing this podcast right now to say, you need to think about it and you need to think about it right now. You you should be having those conversations with the management team and executives and HR right now and trying to figure out how you're going to sustain business keep your workforce, and look out for everyone's health and safety at the same time. That's about all I got on, on this topic for the moment. You know, things are developing pretty quick. You know, I'm expecting to see this thing in just about every state at some point. I mean, it's popping up everywhere. Again, it's highly probable that it was already here, and right now we're just trying to mitigate things. And what it sounds like, if you're older, so if you're 70, 80 years old, you got to try to avoid it at all costs. You know, for my own father, I told him to stock up on some food and, and just stay the hell in the house and, until uh things pass and I'll I'll bring him stuff if he if he needs something um you know people washing their hands something we did we ordered made sure everyone at every company we own every employee in every city had their own bottle of you know Germex or you know the hand sanitizer um we actually shot a little funny video if you find my uh, Instagram or my YouTube, it's a we did a little PSA of just you know how one person in the office can cough in their hand and touch a door handle or touch the popcorn or the ice tray and end up spreading it to the whole office. Check that out. It's a uh, it ain't that funny. We we're trying to be kind of funny, but at the same time, trying to get um, employees everywhere and companies everywhere just to be thinking about you know, office hygiene in general, because you spend one third of your life working, you spend 40 plus hours a week around all these people. It, it would be easy for one person to take down the entire company. So just be smart and, you know, wash your hands. Try not to cough in your hands, cough in your elbow. Like all these things you heard a million times. But make sure everyone's got access to a hand sanitizer and Try to think of any other ways that you can just limit exposure to your employees and your customers. Um, these are just things you need to think about. It's, it's things that we've been thinking about for, you know, several weeks now, cause you know, at the end of the day, you gotta stay in business. You need to keep moving forward. You gotta try to protect your employees and do the right thing when, whenever you can. But if you have any other thoughts, drop me a DM on Instagram or something. Um, always interested in getting more feedback. As this thing progresses, and we see what uh, the economy does and how businesses react, I'll probably follow up with another episode. But uh, if you do like podcasts, make sure you check out my other podcast, uh, Lyrically Provokes, my biggest one. We're in eighty-two countries, looking to hit uh, five hundred thousand streams in the first six months here. Over a million streams in twenty twenty. It looks like by far my most successful podcast. Uh, another recently launched podcast called Live Hard with a with my co-host Kane Carpenter. We talk about just some of the philosophies in life that i go by in in terms of business relationships, careers, jobs, just a little bit different look at how to be successful and happy in this world. And if you like podcasts, check out Lurkly Provoked and Live Hard. You might enjoy those as well. But until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.